0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.
1: So, to everybody just tuning in, uh, this is a great week. This is the second week of the full podcast. Uh, this is this is really amazing. I'm excited to have my guest on today. We have been indirectly connected. Oh for probably the last, I would say three to four years, yeah. um, I think we've just kind of been working like in a lot of the same circles. We we know a lot of the same people. We've mm-hmm. been doing a lot of different stuff, but we've never really sat down and done anything together. Mm-hmm. So I thought this would be like a really dope opportunity for us to do something together. I'm like, I've been dying to do something with you. And I know I keep reaching out like, hey, let's do the show or let's do this or let's do that. And with me launching this podcast, it's really, I think this is near, like I say that everything is like near and dear to my heart, but this is like really, (laughs) really big for me because I'm using it as an opportunity to be able to connect with the people that like I truly respect, the people that I feel have like truly influenced me in so many different ways. And without us having worked together, Mm -hmm. like really, really worked together, just looking at you and looking at your hustle and your grind and all of the stuff that you do on a daily basis, it's been like really, really dope for me. And it's been educational in so many ways because it's helped me just to maneuver and to know how to move. And to know how to work with different people and to collaborate. Yes. And that type of thing. And I mean, I've always been big on collaborating, but it's hard to collaborate with people sometimes because everybody don't be on the same page. True. So I think that looking at you, it's like, we could really do this shit. Like, we could do something <laughs> yeah. and do something really, really big. Yeah. So, um, thank you for, like, everything that you do. Like, trust me, I'm watching. Like, I really, really am watching. And I'm really admiring like all of the stuff that you do. But with that being said, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Um, I'm really grateful how, how to be here. You, well, how you doing? Because I know it's late in the afternoon.
0: Um, I'm doing very well. Um, I've already uh, came home, cooked dinner, got everything set up for work tomorrow, and you know, and I actually get myself right. up to see you tonight. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, a boss chick job is never done. <laughs>
1: Well, I know I um I love doing this from home. Like I have been a huge I I've been like a huge pusher of like the um the virtual thing and doing like the zooms and um Skypes and you know all of that stuff. Yeah. Um and I think just because I do so much, you know, with digital platforms and whatnot and websites and mm-hmm. like I've always been a big fan of doing stuff on the computer and you know, obviously making it more convenient and with this pandemic going on it, it, it only makes it even better to be able to do something like this. So I know people are, you know, when they look at this video on YouTube, they're going to be looking at me like this country fool, Like I'm sitting here with a big bottle of ginger ale because I live by myself. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm loving this. But um,
0: yeah.
1: I want you to take us back to because I, I look at all of the stuff that you do and. I think that you blend everything well, but there's just like like you have your hands in so many different things. Um, kind of start in the beginning, like what brought you into this profession? Like, and and I and I say that really speaking of the promotion side of everything that you do, just because I see you promoting so many different things and you are doing so many different parties and just many different events. And I've always Admire that. Like, I look at all of the stuff that you do, and I'm like, "How in the hell do she do all of this stuff and put all these events on?" And I probably couldn't even do one. Um, um, what got you into this profession?
0: Um, well, it was something I stumbled upon. Um, pretty much, I am the oldest of eight daughters. Okay, and have eight sisters.
1: Okay,
0: and so my whole brand, if you know, is all about woman empowerment. You know, just putting out female um, preneurs, should I say, like putting them out there. Um, and it's kind of good, right. I guess you could say. But um, with me being the eldest of eight sisters, it makes it easy for me to be able to get along with women just because I'm dealing with eight people that are very close to me with all different types of personalities. So usually when I meet a female, you know, whether that's in the industry, whether she's a singer, dancer, writer, whatever it is she does, usually I can relate to them in some type of way. Because I'm the one who's like who gets called on all the time. I get sisters that might probably call me four or five times while we sit here on this interview, although I've told them I have an interview. It's like, they you have to be available, you know? Right. So right.
1: um
0: for me, I stumbled into all of this. um as a kid, I always watch, you know, like um, who was my girl back in the day? Um uh, why well, watch Maury, things like that back in the day, you know, back when um what's the one guy name? Um what's his name? He used to be a mayor. Jerry Springer, when his show when his show was serious. Okay, yeah. Remember when his show was serious before he became the other uh, side? When it was a serious show, yeah, yeah. Was, you know, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. I always watch that kind of stuff. I watch, you know, uh, I listen to a lot of radio, you know, and I always like imitate these things as I grew up. So the way I fell into the media and promoting things, you know, people and things like that. Um, I uh, I sing. I'm not sure if you know that. So I went to record a song. That- no, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Yes. Okay. I'm going to sing you something. I did, I did not know that. Yes. That's what I've been doing my whole life. I've been singing since I was two years old. Before I could walk or even really talk, I could sing. So um, I've sang my whole life. So when I went to uh, a studio about it had been about eight, nine years ago. I went to record a song, right? Okay. And it's like, the more I went up there, the more they became, like, they were already friends of mine that I already had known in the city, but they were like, you know, pushing me to do more. And I was not a part of the team yet, necessarily. And they were like, Maisie, you know, you have a good voice for speaking, you know, things of this sort. I'm like, yeah, I'm looking to get into that, you know, but I'm like, eh, I'm gonna wait, you know. So what happened was, the team I was working with... <laughs> The team I was working with had to leave to uh, record a video or something like that. And it had a person that had a paid interview there. He was he had paid for his interview, and everybody was leaving. They had anybody interview him. And they were like, Nay, we'll show you how to work the switchboard real quick, and you can go live. And I'm like, me? Like right now, this this is what y'all need me to do? They're like, yeah, Nay, just go ahead. When we, get, right. we go mix this. And, then, and then I'm like, oh, my God. I was here just to record. It's only an hour show. And then I jumped in. I interviewed the guy. Everybody loved it. And then, like, I couldn't get away from it. It was just a natural calling. So, uh...
1: I was going to say, like, how did you feel actually, you know, obviously sitting and being on air and doing that?
0: It just naturally happened. Like... And I was able to interview the guy and talk to him. And when it was time for commercial break, I, we went to commercial. I guess because I um, absorbed so much from listening over all these years and watching these shows and things like that, that I kind of like right. it became second nature for me to, you know, to pretty much know how to interview. It's a,
1: it's amazing how, it's amazing like how how that skill and that technique really just comes to be something that's just natural to you Mm -hmm. because like how I'm sitting here talking to you and like, I feel as comfortable as ever. And that's why I love doing these interviews. And I I think just my interviews in general, Mm -hmm. like they're never really scripted. Like I come up with ideas and questions and that sort of thing in advance, just because that's what you do as a journalist. But anytime I interview somebody, I really want it to be natural like I want it to be, you know. Obviously, like we know each other and like yeah. we're good and we cool, and I just don't want it to be like tense and uptight. And so, how did you get here? And you know, asking just like the kind of the, you know, you know, kind of the telltale questions that a lot of journalists will ask you, right? Um, and and I I love being able to do that, but and I and I say all of that just to say like how you said that it came natural to you. Like this whole thing comes natural to me. But when I talk to people or when I talk to somebody like you, like most people would never know that like my whole life, like I've kind of been like marred by stage fright and not really wanting to talk to people and being mm-hmm. scared to talk to people and whatnot. But when I do stuff like this, it's just natural. It's, wow. it's just natural.
0: Your call? But
1: I, I don't know. And I, and, I even go front like I don't struggle with it still a little bit today. But doing these interviews, is just like natural though. Like I I love doing this.
0: That's like with me singing. I tell people all the time, like although I've performed almost everywhere like my whole life to this day, if I have a show come up, I'm gonna still be kind of nervous about it. Even up to the moment I hit that stage, I'm still nervous. Like once I you know I kick in and music goes, I'm good. I no matter how much I practice for the gig itself. I still get nervous. (laughs) It happens. I remember watching an interview with Fantasia one time, and Fantasia was like, she has issues like with her stomach because she's so nervous. So, like before every show, she might like, you know, go to the bathroom or something like that. So I'm like, well, these are stars who are mega stars. They're performing in front of millions. I can handle this crowd that you know I'm I'm doing right now. You know,
1: yeah. (laughs) Um. Mm So, so like you coming into this, like you, you, you know, obviously you started doing, you started doing these interviews and whatnot and you know, that came natural to you. What was like your next step then? Like, was it kind of like instant that you knew like, this is what I should be doing?
0: No. Um, my next step was so crazy. Okay. So once, once the show itself so had good ratings, like they put it out there um, and I was on an internet radio show. So like they put it out there. The show had great ratings. Right. So then they were like, you know what? Let's keep doing this. They, they Like my team was all guys. I was with Black Cush Radio, Black Cush Records at the time. And the team consisted of maybe like 15 guys. I was like the only woman, you know. So I'm like, OK, you know, and they would just push me. They kept pushing me. Like, you
1: be, hmm? But you would be surprised too how many like as far as you saying that the ratings were up there you would be surprised how many how many more people will listen because it's a woman on there you know versus it being a guy on there that like people people take a lot better to women than they do to you know to guys
0: oh that's sad though but yeah i guess <laughs> but um uh, yeah. what happened was once we started recording like they were like okay nay it's time for you go by on your own with the show you know they tried giving me different people to work with for the show and i'm like okay I'm not controlling, but I am a perfectionist. I guess you could say. Um, and I would tell them like, "Okay, well, right. this is what I want for this is my idea, this is my vision." And, and whenever they brought somebody in to be like a co-host or a host with me, we didn't bond all the time. I'm like, "Okay, I can't do this," you know. Like I had uh, a DJ on a set, so me and him had a bond like this. Like he would interview from his DJ booth, you know, stuff like that. So we worked pretty well together. And then it it kind of like dominoed. Like what I started doing was. My show was on Sundays at first, right? Um, and every Sunday, what I would do is try to see who has something going on in the city, whether it was a, a RB and b show um, to um, maybe even a spoken word event, you know? And that's what I started doing. I started showing up to all this, these different things. Like I would literally go online and see who was promoing that week and just show up to every event I could. I did that for a year straight, right? And before I knew it, I was nominated for the Ohio Hip Hop Awards in one year, and it was like wow because I had and I wasn't like scared. Like I would go to these events before I left that room, you were going to know who Nazy Nay was. So I made sure that you know I pushed. I was talking to anybody. I don't care who you was. You could have been a doorman. Hey, how you doing? I'm Nay, giving you a business card. I bust my first year, and it's like, and at first then we won an award. We actually won the award. We were nominated, but then when they called us and said we won, I'm like. Oh, my goodness. Really? Like, you know, what I mean, <laughs> you know, and we had kind of like I'll be quite a few folks who had been in the industry for a while, you know, before me. So this was like so real. I was like, oh, my God, like you know, OK, this is exciting. You know, and um, but before even all of this, before that, I still knew a lot of people in the community because a lot of people knew me from singing and then they also knew me from doing activist work. So I've been active since I was six years old. I was the youngest black on black crime uh, member at six years old in East Cleveland. So they knew me from that, too. You know, so I kind of like rubbed elbows with a lot of different people, you know, in the city. So I don't know if I got a little bit off track. I'm sorry. but No,
1: <laughs> no you, did, you didn't. I think this is perfect because, you know, just getting back to the idea of the podcast, like. The people that I'm picking to be on this show, like obviously, well, I won't say obviously, but the people that I'm picking to have on the show, they've inspired me in some way or another. And then I I want to use this as a platform to help you shine too. Oh, like obviously like there's so many people who know about you. There's so many people who say who speak nothing but positive about you. I had a video. I had a conference with somebody. And I'm going to mention her in a little bit. But I had a conference with somebody at 7 o'clock this evening. And oh. I was like, well, yeah, um, I appreciate talking to you. I appreciate having the time to talk this evening. And I, I purposely set this time because I knew I was going to be doing my podcast tonight. And I'm having Denae Blunt on tonight, um, Nasey Nay. And she was, oh, my God. I've been dying to work with her. Like, <laughs> let her know. Make sure you let her know tonight oh. that... We all, all three of us, got to do something together. Yeah, so I'm gonna let you know who that was in a little bit. Okay, but I think that that's dope because a lot of times, like a lot of times, you see people out here and they might be big or they might be on a big scale and whatnot. But then when you hear other people talk about them, something negative always comes out somewhere. Like yeah. you, you might have a handful of people that say something positive, but anybody that speaks of you. I get nothing but positivity. I get nothing but good vibes. I get nothing but, oh, she real dope. She's somebody real good to work with. And, you know, obviously that's something that I saw a long time ago too. Uh, when we were getting down with the the label, the, the label that we was supposed to be working with. <laughs> yeah. And um, I just saw nothing but positivity and just the way that you talk to the, to the people that were obviously involved in the project and how y'all went back and forth and just conversed. And like, I thought it was dope. Like, I think that you were class act and I, and I think that I felt that you were perfect. Thank you. So, you
0: know, I felt the same way when I met you. Um, But it's so crazy because you went from, let me tell you, right. Let me tell you how this went. I remember we we worked together, but we didn't necessarily work hand in hand with each other, but, we crossed paths, you know, in the hallways, things of that sort. Your name came up at different meetings, things like that, you know. And you were just business, business, business. And I remember when I was looking for you one day, I'm like, I haven't seen James. Where is he, you know? They was like, you ain't know? He ain't here no more, right? I'm like, well, where'd he go? He's like, girl, he, get, he pursuing his dreams. He doing, first, like, you know how the stories, you know, people have different stories for what they thought really happened. Like, right. like, people was, one story was that. You moved out the country, and you was doing missionary work somewhere. And I'm like, missionary, okay, well that's nice, you know. Like he doing journalist work, he doing journalist. I'm like, oh okay. Then another person was like, he started this big organization, you know. And I was just like, okay, cool. So then when I finally saw you, I don't know what event it was. I saw you, and I was like, you know, how you doing? And you was pretty much just. It's so crazy. You were so ahead of your time, like your vision for what you want to do, like what you're doing now. You were ahead of your time because the things that you're doing and wanted to do then, people weren't doing this. Like I believe you had you right. the digital, uh, not not just the marketing. You had the digital uh, magazine. I believe is that correct?
1: I'm still doing it. But it's on yep, still doing. But it. nobody but yeah.
0: else was doing that. Nobody, no, no. Especially when you were starting it, nobody else was doing that. So to me, when you was telling me, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, that's that's different. You know. I- I appreciate
1: that. I appreciate that so much. Like, I I don't think you know how much I really appreciate hearing that. And like, I try to stay. Cause I, it's funny that post that I, that I sent out this morning, the, the text message I yes. sent out just about being humble and being grateful. And like, I, I try to make sure that I stay grateful. I try to make sure that I stay humble because all this shit could get took away just like that. Yes. So I try to make sure that I stay humble. But the one thing that I, that I do make sure that I recognize all the time is that I know that with the digital magazine, I was, I was far ahead of my time when yeah. I watched it because, um, urban grandstand, it actually was another name for eight years prior to that. Oh, wow. Um, or, or actually longer, probably 10 years prior to it being urban grandstand. It was another name. Okay. Um, so I actually launched back in two thousand three. Okay. And um I've done so many different things. And I know that like you and I, we've kind of spoke on the bone thugs thing yeah. and me connecting with some of them and whatnot. Like there's reason behind that because regardless, like regardless of anything that that you might hear with them or and I know that they do a lot of positive and but you also have people that kind of speak a lot of negative too. But regardless of anything that you hear, like they have been instrumental and a little bit hands on yeah. just with my journey and with me doing different things. And like I, I always look for ways to to kind of get back to them and say thank you. Thank you. Um, right. I, tr- I try to figure out a way to, to say thank you to them, because if nothing else, they, they helped me follow my dream why um a dream that i probably never would have realized if if i you know i didn't seek them out and whatnot right and i mean i what i can say is that while i have not interviewed them like collectively i've interviewed each one of them separately right um and some and a couple of them a couple times or a few times so it's been really really cool um They've been really, really instrumental and like even in the same breath, like I always try to reach back out to Russ Parr because he's who got me into to 93 and one 107. Wow. Um and, and and I had been trying for um probably two to three years to get in there. Yeah. And nothing was happening. I couldn't figure out nothing. Actually I kinda I kinda touched on that a little bit in the in the message I sent out this morning too. Yeah. Like I had been trying to get in there for probably two to three years. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to Russ Parr one day. I was going to the University of Akron and I reached out to him and within 15 minutes, like I had an interview, wow. like a couple days later. Yeah. And I uh, got in. <laughs> so um, you know, I, I try to be humble, I try to be grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, and just know that this stuff can, you know, obviously be taken away. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I will always
0: you know, on the fact that I know that I was ahead of my time with the magazine, though. Definitely. definitely. I'll say that. Like I um, I remember even when you were pitching it to people, right? And I remember walking down the hallway, <laughs> and you had told me about what you were doing. I was like, oh, that is so cool. I was excited about it. So it was like a couple artists in there from the um, event. It was um, the folks from, um, was it Slipping Slide? I can't remember what um, team it was. Whoever. No, no, no. It wasn't. Slipping. Look, that's that's gonna that's gonna make me a little mad, too,
1: because, you know, my like my pitch was not the best. It was yes, not it was the great greatest. Though. Like when I. I mean, but well, you say that it was, but I think that, you know, when you get back to like that stage fright and then always being overcritical of yourself. And like a lot of times when I talked about it, I would always be like, God damn, why did I say that? Or I should have <laughs> said X, Y, Z or like. Fuck, like this, this man, fuck it. Like it ain't even. Yeah.
0: But I remember when you pitched it and you were telling me about it. And I, I it was so dope. And I remember going out the hall and telling other artists about it. I'm like, you know, I know him. He yeah. you right there. Yeah. He got, and you had all these equipment with you. You know, all these equipment. So I knew you were serious about what you was doing, okay? You had all this, equipment. And I'm like, look at him. And I was just telling people, I'm like, he got a digital, you know, uh, magazine. I'm like, y'all need to get over there. Y'all need to get on that. Get get aboard. And I remember you being in the hallway with a few people. So, you know, and I was just telling everybody I could, you know, even as I went along throughout, you know, yeah. you know, years went by, I still was telling people, like, you know, y'all got to get in contact with James and he doing this. You know, even, I believe, um, it might have been that even that next Sunday because I remember we, went, we did, like, a whole briefing over, um, like, a review over everything that we had done that weekend. And I remember speaking about it on my show before, too. Right. I'm like, yeah. And I could not find your IG at the time for nothing. And at the time— Well, I
1: probably wasn't—I probably wasn't on there. Okay. Because I've only been on IG for maybe the last few years. Like, okay. it really took me some time before— It really took some time before I really sat down and put the business sense to it. Okay. And really said, like, okay, this is what I need to be doing. Okay. And this is what I need to do to get my face out there and obviously to get the product out there. Yeah. And basically just knowing what to do. Like the like I think my downfall over probably a good ten years is that everything that I was doing. I was just doing it for the fun of it because this is my passion. Mm. So, like, I like I've been working for university hospitals for twenty years. Yeah. So, like, I was on the management side. So, my mindset <laughs> at the time was like, "Look, I got a good job. I'm making decent money, and I'm doing what I love to do. Yeah. And like, I'm good. Yeah. But the the real mindset should have been making my passion my job and leaving that other shit alone. But it's not. Really so, I mean, I, I'm there now. I'm sorry.
0: It's not easy when you have people that. Oh no, go you. ahead. It's not the thing is like yeah. you, you, it, you 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 are so right. You're the head of the household, so no matter what your spouse makes or the mm. person you're with makes, you still have to be the head. You know what I mean? And you have when you have little people dependent right. on you. It makes it a little bit harder to go yeah. ahead and pursue your dreams. And that that takes me back to what we originally spoke about when I go. I went ahead to pursue my music full time. I um. I had the job, like you said, at UH, but before that, I was just doing hair. Like I have, I'm a licensed cosmetologist. So I have my managers in that too. So I was just strictly doing hair. And then I got tired of doing hair and I'm like, you know what? I'll be singing to my clients while doing their hair. And they're like, hey, you got to keep singing. And I was more so known like for in the church or even at the visuals, you know, things like that were black on black crime. Like if somebody, you know, a family was going through some hard times, I would sing, uh, you know, things like that. So you know, I had to follow that. So when I worked at UH, I'm like, you know, I can't um, just go part-time because I have a whole roof I'm taking care of. I'm a single mom a three. So it's like, you know, I'm getting child support and all of that. I had to make it happen for myself. So, um, you know, I worked at UH as much as I could, but I'm going to tell you one thing about my staff. When you have a group of people who believe in you, and I was blessed to work in ICU, so my team, I swear, sometimes I would be in show's coming back at 2, 3 in the morning, and they knew. Like, I would give them things mm-hmm. up. Like, I'm going to be tired. And, you know, you UH wake start early. Our shift started early, sometimes 6, 7. So I would get there and, and tell my yeah. team, like, I'm tired today. And they were just like, you know, I, as long as I did the part that they couldn't really do. It. If I get my part done, they're just like, you know, right. go on there, go on the back, and just chill a little bit. You know what I'm saying? they'd give me a chance to just to pull myself together mm-hmm. so that, you know, and they, they were just so supportive. They were so supportive. So it was good to have a a great support system. You know what I mean? But, um,
1: right. Yeah. (laughs) And I'll say the same thing. Like, you know, obviously I've been there for so long. Like they've been really supportive Mm -hmm. of me and my dreams and the stuff that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, the reality is they paid for probably three quarters of school.
0: Wow. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah. I mean, they paid for a lot of school because of the tuition reimbursement. Yeah. Um, I was able to intern in um, the media relations department there. So, I mean, I've done some stuff there with their media. Yeah. Team. Um, I mean, it's, it's been a lot of stuff. So, nice. um, yeah, it, it's definitely been a lot of stuff. But, you, you know, you got you got to be grateful for those things because a lot of people don't get
0: those opportunities. No, no. And, and the one thing about working for a company like yourself, by right, being a private entity, I guess you could say it is kind of like you wish I'll say it's a private company because the way they do things, they do it their way. And nobody else way, but they're, you yep. know what I mean? Yep. So it's like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Because like, you know, working for opposing companies, I'll say that it's like, you don't know who to call for this. You don't know who to call for that. Being with them, I knew exactly who to call for mm-hmm. what I needed when we had, um, things for we, like, since we, we worked for the small sites, we were able to bring entertainment. Like our, um, our vice president, uh, had a, Um, a reggae band, you know, and they, we were able to um, entertain the community with that, you know, and get the community there to get shots and things of that sort. So um, I'll say that it's it's a huge difference working with, um, you know, the company that I, I once worked for you guys at once, I'll say that, Um, that team was much different than the experiences I'm having now, it's much different. And I appreciate those days, truly. So now,
1: independent boss chicks. How did you get to that point of launching independent boss chicks?
0: <laughs> What's funny is this. Okay, so like I told you before, I was seeing to my clients when I'd be doing their hair, right? And they knew, they knew that whatever money I made that day for doing hair, because I would start while the kids would be in school at eight a.m., drop them off, do hair. They get picked up at three thirty. I'm I'm done with my last client by two, so I can get dressed, go pick the kids up at the PTO meeting night, I'm there, so I'm like, you know what, I. I'm doing this. You know what I mean? Independently, on my own. Um, no real, real help. I mean, except for my parents' help, you know, things like that, my sisters. But right. But as far as financially, getting it on my own. So um, I remember uh, like just singing to the girl I was singing to. And for some reason, I just started saying, you know, because I'm the independent boss chick, you know? And she's like, oh, man, that's a good, that's a good name. And I'm like, that is. So uh, when I went to the studio, I recorded Independent Boss Chicks. I have a song called IBC. And from that, like the song was such a big deal. that I was like, you know what? That's I'm about to make a brand. You know what I mean? And my manager at the time was saying, right. Nay, you, you are your brand. You're a walking brand. You are nazy Nay. Yes, the artist. Always. You know what I mean? And the whole time, I, like I told you, it was nobody who would leave the room without knowing who I was. I would go to everybody, but I would push my cards. My cards would say, hairstylist to this day, they still do (laughs) hairstylist radio personality and CEO of the independent boss chicks. And pretty much IBC is, it is what it is. Independent boss chicks. Um, We have a, 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 I guess you could say a mission statement is I am, um, I am, I am. She, she is them. The, I am together. We are the independent boss chicks. And it's so important to me, you know, that, you know, it's all about female preneurship, you know, like like being a hairstylist, things like that. I had to get out there on my own, get clientele, get people to trust me to to enhance right. beauty, things of that sort. A lot it's hard to get people to trust. And um, I noticed, like, as I was going along in the industry and as I was coming up, I noticed a lot of the women were kind of like put to the back burner. But with me being the only woman with this team of 15 to 20 men and the way I was respected and the way mm-hmm. they protected me and took care of me, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? we don't have to be pushed back like this, you know, it's, we, we're powerful. And then, you know, as I went along, as I met other women who did the same things I did, you know, that were independent, the women who were, you know, uh, on about their business, taking care of families, things like that. Um, a lot of them could relate to my sacrifice, you know, especially in the media world. So a lot of the ladies like just gravitated to me. I gravitated to them and, um, and a lot of the artists, the female artists like gravitated to me uh, at this point. Back then that was I've been in the industry about nine, ten years. But at this point in the industry, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm getting called Auntie Nay. I'm like I was uncomfortable with it at first, you know? <laughs> I, I would no let me tell you, I was so uncomfortable with it. But when the women say it to me at times, this usually our younger ladies, like 23, 24. it's such a respect. They're not saying it to say like, oh, you old it's a I'm, it's respect.
1: I was gonna say it's a level of respect. Yes,
0: yes. and I watched an interview with Oprah one time and Oprah totally chewed this lady out for calling her auntie Oprah. And she was so mad. And I was looking like, just because she rich don't mean she got it together. Just because she rich don't mean that she understands. Right. Like, you know, and when you're actually down here right. in the real world and you're working with real people, everyday people, it's okay uh. to be called auntie because my because when you see, when you walk in my door, right? My children, each one of my eight sisters walk in, they're not called by their first names. They're all called auntie, such and mm-hmm. such, auntie this, auntie that. So, and this is all about respect. My nieces, my nephews, auntie Nay. you know? So it's all about respect. And I thought about it long and hard. I'm like, I can't, I'm not mad about the girls calling me auntie Nay. You know, it's, it's respect. And they look up to me. A lot of women, they DM me, ask me questions. What can you do? Uh, I recently just had an interview, uh, not interview, I'm sorry, an event where, uh, with a collab with a young girl named uh, Kia. And, uh, she had an idea, but we were in the middle of, <laughs> they, we were in the middle of the club, right? We, I was at a club for an event and it was so many people. It was Medusa and it was packed with people. And she came over to me and she's like hugging me and we're talking. And she's like, I have an idea and I want to run this by you, you know, and she had a few drinks and I was just, just listening to her and my friends were all behind me in the section just having a good time. And I'm like, I'll be with y'all in a minute, but I had to hear her. Like, you know, I had to hear, I'm very spiritual. So my spirit said to listen what was going on around me. So it seemed like everybody disappeared in the club and it was just me and her talking. And she's like, I really want this event to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, how soon do you want it to happen? She's like, really soon? She's like, I want to do this. I have my whole vision. I'm just nervous about doing it. So I was like, hey, call me tomorrow. Let's work on it. I'm like, I I got you. And we did, listen, that event went down within three weeks, (laughs) Three weeks, her first but see
1: that. But see that? But that's dope to be able to put, put something together like
0: that. Yeah. It's just about having the, you just got to believe. And with me, it's like, I'm like, I swear this one person did an interview about me one time. Not an interview. He did like a piece on me in his uh, magazine, which to this day, I don't know where he is. But he did a piece on me, a quick piece. And it was just like. Nay is the connection in the city. Like, if you need something, hit up Nay. And it's like, I'm, that's only because I put myself out there to be connected. You know what I mean? Like, all the right. events, it paid off. Being out late, I'm telling you, like, a whole year straight. And to this day, I don't go to everything as much as I used to because I used to give so much of myself to the point where I would be drained. Like, we would have a cookout. And I'd be like, hey, y'all, I got to leave at 7 right. I gotta," and, and my family... They dealt with that. You know, they they still, like, let the kids stay. And I'm like, ooh, thanks. And I wasn't one of the moms who wanted the kids to stay because I was trying to go get some action or something or to do something else. No, I was just chasing my dreams, and I didn't mind them being with people who I trusted, which is my fault. So I was grateful for that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So... I think I mean, I, I I would say that you're probably the, that you're the queen of networking, like you're really good at networking and obviously pulling things together, pulling people together and collaboration. So what type of advice would you give anybody, you know, that's looking to get into this type of business, um, especially with planning events the way that you do?
0: Well, um, it depends on that. They're looking to uh, jump into the media side of everything. It's all about educating yourself. I was just blessed to have a natural gift where I didn't have to go to media school and all that. I did have a guy named yeah. Harley. Um, I'm not sure you're familiar with him. He worked at 107.9. He did some training with me one time, okay. you know, to help me out a lot as far as to the professional side of it all, to so what it should sound like. Although I thought I knew it all, you know what I mean. Um, um, also, um, you know, it's just all about being consistent. I tell anybody, be consistent with it. If this is this what you mm-hmm. really want to do, whether it's radio, whether it's planning events, be consistent with it. Get out there and meet as many people as you can. Uh, and I tell mm-hmm. you all time, if it doesn't make money, it's not making sense. But it was many years I worked for free. Yeah. I had to earn to get here to where I make money now. You know what I mean? And, and,
1: <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you. <laughs> at at some point, I mean obviously in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You gotta be will you gotta be willing to do it for free. If oh, yeah. it, if it's your passion, it should be something that you're willing to do for free. Now, obviously, you're gonna be busting your ass and doing what you need to do to monetize and make some money. Yeah. But it's gotta be something that you would be willing to do for free. And any of this stuff that I'm doing, I would do for absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like I, I would do it just to be doing it because I love doing this stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm amazed at your journey. And just you know how far you've come. Uh, what do you feel is the biggest thing that you've learned through all of this? Um, um, yeah,
0: through all of this, I will say, and I tell the ladies all the time to you will. I put it like this. You know how people say respect is earned, not just given. You know how people say, mm-hmm. how people say that, and for me, I always felt like okay. I never used to agree with it until now with the place that I'm in now in life. I understand it more. So now I can relate to it. Um, I say that to say this. In this industry, because I stayed consistent, because I was humble, because the attitude I came into the industry with, I still have now to this day. I am so sweet to people. Even if you're doing something that ain't right, I'm going to pull you and say, hey, baby, you know you can do it a different way. And most people are receiving because I know right. how to talk to people. You know what I mean. So I've, yeah. I've learned. It's about how you talk to people. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely about how you talk to people. Yeah.
1: And in the beginning, it it might it it might seem to be the opposite. You know, you know where we say that you know is earned and not given. It might seem like it's the opposite in the beginning, yeah. but as you start to climb and you start dealing with bigger people and people who really have power to get you this and get you that and get you to that next level. Yes. You, you gotta be doing the right thing.
0: Yes. And a lot of people don't like to put their names on the line, you know? So when they put their name on the line for you and say, Oh, you should definitely work with Nasey because of this reason. It's, you gotta live up to that, you know? But if it's facts and if it's true about you and you're not faking it and you really being who you are, then you don't have to really live up to it. It just, it actually comes to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So anybody will tell you in this industry, like I'm, I'm just, Mm -hmm. It's all about respect for me. I'm going to respect you. I'm going to treat you well. If something ain't right, if I notice you ain't moving right, I'm going to tell you. Like I would never let you do something that's going to embarrass you. You know what I mean? Like If I see you doing something, James, and I notice it ain't looking right, or you seem a little down, I'm going to come over to you and talk to you and say, hey, baby, I'm going to give you a hug. You know what I mean? Things of that sort. You don't have a lot of genuine, sincere people left. So I don't mind being the difference. (laughs) You know what I mean? So
1: Yeah. And, and, and I want you to do that all day long, like if you see something that's out of whack or whatever, shit tell me yeah. because nine times out of ten, I don't know. yeah <laughs> um, and 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 really you know, just being there to help other people, mm-hmm. that's why I send the messages out every morning. Yeah, um, that's why I have the text list mm-hmm. because I'm like everybody needs some kind of inspiration or motivation or like something like that. like you got to be willing to give something back to yeah. somebody and you get what you give.
0: Yes, and when you started sending those messages in the morning, I was so grateful for them because um, and I'm not afraid to talk about this. Like I suffer from depression at times. Uh, I was a depressed child. So when you're a depressed child, a lot of I, times d- a depressed child becomes a depressed an adult. We just learn how to cope and deal with it. But it's different when you're older you know, right. depression than you are as a young kid. And Mike Berry, shout out to him, he uh, Is not a shame to talk about it. And I'll never forget, I was in a dark place about three years ago and I just needed to talk to somebody. And I called him and he spoke with me for about an hour or so, but he understood. He did not judge me. That's to me, like, you know, like sometimes when you got to live up to your name, it's like, oh, Nasey nay, depressed, what? But she she wears it well, or she's just, you know what I mean? He definitely had the door open for me receiving. And he's like that with everybody though. He's like the godfather of the industry. <laughs> He'll probably be yeah. like, "Really, Nathan? I met him, <laughs> huh? Yeah,
1: I I met him through Philly Wheaton, um, okay. Because Philly Wheaton, he was doing. I mean, you know, obviously he does his plays and whatnot. Yes. And Mike Berry was at one of them that I went to, so I met him through there. Real cool guy. Yes. Um, and I get the depression thing. Like I just I I spent from two thousand eighteen until. Sometime in 2020, depressed, ready to jump off a bridge. Wow. So, like, you don't know what nobody going through. Yeah. Not, like, you have no clue what anybody is going through. And more people are dealing with depression than you know. It. So, I mean, all we can do is, you know, obviously try to get the help that we need. Yeah. And um, I, I'm I'm grateful that I eventually saw enough to say, like, I need to go see somebody. Yeah. Um Like, I, I really need to go see somebody. But, um, and you know, obviously a lot of people don't get to that point, but I mean, that's good that you, you know, obviously we're able to get there and that's good that you deal with it, you know, the, in, in the right way, mm-hmm. because a lot, a lot of people don't take the time to actually deal with it and figure out, you know, what's going on or admit to it. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed to talk about it either because that's life, man. Like it's so much shit going on out here. And now with this pandemic, like it's so much going on. It is. So, um, like I, I just was at the doctor's office with Elijah earlier today because I thought he might have COVID or whatever. Okay. Um, which he, you know, luckily he didn't. Thank you. God. But um, and then I have lupus, so oh. like I've been coughing and hacking and sneezing and everything since Christmas. Um, so then I'm like, well, shit, maybe I got it. So I got tested and I'm good. But I had it last year, um, summer 2020, mm-hmm. and it was horrible. Like it was like half dead like it was horrible I was down for like four and a half weeks Oh my God. And, you know that's partially because of the lupus too yeah so it's it's so much stuff going on out here that like I get it I, I get it wholeheartedly but like I'm glad you're here though okay. like I'm I'm glad that you're out here and doing the stuff that you're doing and doing so amazing with it like I look at all these events that you put on and I again I'm just like <laughs> I don't know how the hell she did like I have no clue um I try to. I'll try to plan one event, and it's like shit wrong everywhere. Like <laughs> I, I just don't know. So yeah, <laughs> I, I think that you do.
0: <laughs> it happens. Yeah, like I mean, but I think, I think that
1: you do amazing. Though. Huh? No, I just said I think that you do an amazing job. Though.
0: Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, I'll just say this: um, when it comes to, down to all of the events, I'll say. I mean, we go into our pockets a lot. Um... That's why, um, and rest in peace to Rob Rose. I will tell you, during the time that we didn't have... Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just awesome. During the time that the pandemic was going on, especially 2020, we didn't, you know, the clubs were closing early. People in media like ourselves who had to broadcast from home, you know, th- different things like that. Even with me jumping into the showcase side of everything and hosting, it affected my pockets, to be honest with you. But he was still trying to give Cleveland underground artist Outlet. So I remember him calling me and he said, Nay, you know, I know you have your your annual IBC event every year, uh, which we will definitely touch on that, the IBC event. Um, and he's like, "You, I really want you to still have it. I'm like, well, let's see. You know, I'm not uh, sure if I'm going to do it. I'm not sure if people will come out. You know, he's like, yeah. As long as we just mandate the people to wear the mask, things like that, people are going to come now. He's like, you know, people look forward to your show every year. And I'm like, okay. You know, I was kind of antsy about it. I went ahead and did the show. And then after that, it's like, I was like, he just started calling me for hosting. And then everybody else started calling me for hosting. And I was like, you know what, Lord, protect me. I bought mic covers you know, right. um, and wore my mask as much as I could in the clubs and things like that. And he protected me. When I, I did finally get COVID, I did finally get it uh, in, uh, just this past May. And it wasn't from me even doing what I do. I got it from another family member at home right. that was working, going to work to provide for our family. So that's how I ended up getting it. You right. know, it wasn't even industry. You know, because uh, I'm very, I was very uh, scared of bringing it home to the kids. Like these kids are innocent. You know, they in the house, they're not even going to school, things like that. You know, so um, definitely that's how I survived these last the last year and a half or two years is by um, taking the, gig, the gigs anyways and just praying over, it. praying over myself. I walk in, praying over. It. Right. You know, everybody.
1: Yeah. Um, As we kind of get down to the end, I want you to talk a little bit more just about, you know, obviously how people can find you. Um, Where can they find information about you online and, you know, obviously keep up with your brand. And then actually before you even talk about that, you touched on your event that you do every year. Talk a little bit more about that event and what it is.
0: Okay. So the IBC event, um, as we all know, is the independent boss chicks event. I have it it's an annual event. I do it once a year. Um and I'm looking to start Having it other places, you know, because I host all over. I've hosted Detroit. Detroit is like the second home, you know, of my cousins, you know, Um, and just Alabama, different places that I've hosted before. I really think about putting the events together. But the thing is, um, the IBC event pretty much is this I have at least 15 to 20 female artists, all female, they uh, from rappers, singers. One year we had a a fire thrower lady, and she did her thing too. And we usually have all (laughs) female media, (laughs) Um, female DJ, of course, female photographers. And then we'll have at least 10 to 15 female vendors as well. So I wanted, like, pretty much my vision for the IDC event every year is for the women who usually wouldn't cross paths to actually get to know each other. Like, a lot of the female artists in the industry, they need people to do what? Dress them. Get them ready for shows. I have people who come to the event who are looking for people to... Um, get them ready for um, events, get them ready for showcases, get them ready for um, photo shoots. You need to have people around you like a support team, you know? So, and, and I been blessed right. to connect so many women, you know, um, if we have women who sell products, makeup products. You might have a person that's there at one of the tables that has their own products, but they also do makeup for you, you know, things like that. So the IBC event um, also, we crown um, two to three women a year where it's somebody who worked in the industry and busts their butt, where I've noticed them, where I see them everywhere, where I see a person hosting their butts off. And the crowd, uh, usually my first IBC event was maybe 50 to 60 people. The second year, it was like 150. I didn't even know there was any people there until the the, um, venue um, owner was like, then hey, you said it was going to be 60 to 50 people. Today, it was 150 people here. I'm like, oh, really? You know what I mean? Right. Like, so each year it's just getting bigger right. and bigger and bigger. And I'm so grateful to God that this is uh, getting bigger the way it is because I just like bringing people together, especially the women. Like we don't have to hate on each other. We don't have to be mad at yeah. each other. We can definitely help each other. Like, you know, um, and that's pretty much what my event is about. Everybody, it's just about a female fellowship. But the guys, of course, we do crown our kings. You know, the men. I couldn't do it without the guys. You know what I mean? Like, I never, I couldn't do it without the men. I mean, right? Uh, I, I'm, I'm a spoiled brat who, who was raised by her father. You know what I mean? So the men definitely get, <laughs> <respect>. <laughs> the men definitely get their respect. Uh I never leave the men out. You know. Um, you know, every woman, you know, deserves to have a king. And if you don't have one, that you know, right now, you have a sisterhood. You still need people, too, that you can fall back on, depend on, that can help you, you know. And uh, right. that's pretty much what the IBC event is about. Like I said, um, it's just all the women getting together and making it happen. And the guys come to support. You wouldn't believe how many men are there. I don't know if it's just because it's all them single ladies there, but they definitely, you know, uh, you know, they come and they support me and they support the ladies and they help us. You know, to make it become you know a bigger thing, I feel like you know <laughs> I just think that
1: I think that people come out and they support you in general just because of the type of person that you are and and your spirit. Um, I think that there you know there's a lot for people to gain from you, and you speak on you know obviously helping them prepare for photo shoots and things like that like do you do any type of outside coaching or anything like in terms of <laughs> just preparing people like for this industry and for the business and what to expect and how to present themselves and you know that sort of thing
0: well i've had a lot of women ask me to manage them from modeling to oh my gosh to the artists i did take on an artist last year it has definitely been a challenge and i always said no for years because i'm so afraid of disappointing them you know, it's, it's time. consuming.
1: Like it's, it's so time consuming. And just like you said, you, you, you fear disappointing them. And it's so many, you know, obviously things that they can do and so many opportunities and you don't want to miss nothing because of the other things that you're working on. But yeah. like, it's so time consuming It's weird. and the time that it requires. I don't feel like, I don't feel like anybody really has that kind of time, you know, in managing somebody.
0: True. True. Um, I've had ladies who, you know, call and say, hey, Nay, can you uh, just come, can you want to be in my video? And I'll be thinking to myself, like, we're not going to do in your video, girl, because I'm not about to be doing nothing around you. No, I'm <laughs> not. What y'all want me to do in the right. video? You know, and uh, we right. just want you in there, Nay, in some type of way. So, and I'll just say, well, how about this? I don't have to be on the camera, but I will help behind the scenes, you know, and I'll help get the ladies Right. or or they'll be trying to figure out the scene and I'm, I'm very creative so i'll say well hey write it like this do it this way and i'll jump in i'm really good with jumping in you know things like that so they respect my opinion you know i'm not gonna stand wrong um, you know so that's why I, I mean and i also have done mentorship with young girls um i was actually <laughs> i was so funny as last year i was telling my friends like we need to have an etiquette class for ladies like I mean, I'm not the ultimate lady. I'll say that and I have flaws, but at least. <laughs> but where are the ladies? What happened to just being a lady? What happened? To right. That? What happened to just-
1: Right. There, there's nobody. Yeah. Is nobody really showing them? Is 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 nobody really showing them? Really? So, I mean that that could you know def- that could definitely be a lane for you really? because. It's, it's nobody out there. By
0: the time I was six years old, I could walk in my little itty bitty heels like this and balance a book on my head. But my grandmother taught me. Right. that. She taught me how to place, like, set a table. She taught me these things, you know. Like, and a lot of women, they don't. It's not that they don't have it or they don't want to do it. No one's ever showed them, you know. Um like, right. and, You know, and I'm not judgmental by far. I tell these women, I'm not judging you. I'm just, I just want you to be the best you you can be, you know. So. Right. Who doesn't want to respect the lady when she walks in the room? Yeah, you can walk in, you can be beautiful, but you have to walk in and also be a lady. People, men and women love when a woman walks in and she's just glowing. You know, your glow doesn't necessarily just come mm-hmm. how much makeup you got on. You know, your glow comes from many things. It comes from your. Um, it comes from your. I won't say respect. It comes from your confidence, things of that sort. Being a lady, you have to have confidence with it. I don't care if I'm a thousand pounds, okay? Because I've gained quite a bit over the years. But I, at the end of the day, I'm still confident. I'm still a lady, you know? So it, right. being a lady consistent, just...
1: It's your confidence.
0: yeah, your spirit. Yeah, working with what you got. Yeah, your that's confidence, your
1: spirit, your attitude, like all of that. You know, all of that.
0: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So now... For people that want to keep up with you, obviously there's Instagram, so they can get you on Instagram. But where else can they get, you know, information about you Um, and about independent boss chicks?
0: Okay, so I have two Instagrams. I have my first page, which is like my business page (laughs) for like radio and, you know, my woman empowerment, things like that. That's the Nay page. That's N-A-Z-Z-I-E underscore N-A-E. Or um, I have my IPC Mm -hmm. page, which uh, every Thursday I promo six women. So at least two of the women are either artists, rappers, something like that. Uh, two women are the female entrepreneurs in the city. And then the other two are usually just um, just like random things. People might have a show or a pop-up coming up. I'll promo those people as well every Thursday. So what happens is once I'm you're on my page, the other people who are part of IBC, they'll go ahead and repost you as well or either follow you if they're not familiar with you. And that's pretty much what I want it to be about. Okay. Uh, my website, it's like the thing is this. I've prepared myself for a website for so long because I have IBC merch. You know? yes. But the problem is, it's like I'm looking for a dependable website that has memberships. So when you go onto my site, I want you to be able to uh, connect. You know, like how you Google, you go to regular Google and you look up somebody. Why well, don't you to go to my site yeah. if you want to work with another female and say, hey, I need a makeup artist tonight. I'm in this city. Boom, boom, boom. I want you to be able to look on my site to find that. It's just that I have yet to find anything that Accommodates what I'm, the vision that I have And I'm not going to just put anything up So right now I'm using um, Instagram And things like that and it's working for me right now But of course I want to graduate to actually Have a well, membership okay. Huh? Well keep that under your hat Keep that under your hat I do websites mm-hmm.
1: and I'm actually building A platform for people to um, Subscribe to the magazine now Since nice. it's completely digital um, And I actually have a platform in place But I'm just kind of perfecting it though so just keep that under your hat because okay. um I think that once I'm done with that and everything that I'm working on, I may be able to put something together.
0: Okay, well I'ma keep that in mind. Don't have me stalking you now. You know
1: me, stalk you now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just just keep that under your <laughs> hat. Because you. I I think I probably can put something together for you. Um I just need to finish all these other little platforms that I have and once I get that yes, done,
0: you know then what I about? think I can do something. I'm not afraid to say that it's not all together. Like every day I'm learning, everything Figure things out, you know. And that's the one thing. That's why I like the woman to be comfortable in the IBC world itself. It's like, it's okay to be working on it. It, You got to perfect your craft. I see a lot of websites. I see these sites out here for people who have big names. And the site looked like trash a lot of times. And I'm like, come on now. I'm not putting out any trash.
1: Right now, this
0: is what I'm doing as far as they're connecting. And that's what's important to me, you know. So... Yeah,
1: but everything is a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Every everything is a work in progress. Yes. And it's really the same thing for me. Yes, um, it might seem like I have everything together, but trust and believe. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sitting and you know thinking all day and brainstorming and trying to pull everything together and just make it more cohesive and you know make it make sense. Yeah, instead of me having like ten different websites and whatnot. Yeah, I'm actually merging everything now
0: oh, that's to my now.
1: personal website. So. <laughs> That's going to be real. Nice. It's time consuming. Yeah. But it's, yeah. It's time. It's time. Consuming, but it's coming together though. i have been
0: excited about your magazine.
1: On this note. Forever.
0: I'm just ready to see it all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're actually shooting a cover on Friday. Oh. So, um, it's, it's coming very, very soon. Like we're shooting the cover for this kind of this premier comeback issue. Okay. Um, even though it's all digital, okay. um, we're shooting the cover and some other photos and whatnot on Friday. And then I'm actually going to the Cleveland charge game because, um, bone is performing at that game oh. on Friday.
0: I um, reach out to, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about it later. Uh,
1: about yeah, that. we'll talk about it. Actually. Um, I'm gonna let us go ahead and end. And then, um, well, let me you 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 hang on because once I stop recording, let
0: them know where to follow the IBC, um, uh, page as well. Where? Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, definitely anybody that's looking to check out Nazy, you can um, definitely hit her page. And you said the the uh, N A Z Z I E underscore N A E. That's your radio promotion page. Yeah,
0: well, that's like the yeah, like my standard page. I put a little bit of family stuff on there, you know. But that's the Nazy Nay brand itself. Right. But the independent boss chicks is still just. A little and bit then out. what's
1: your ICP page?
0: That yeah, right. That's the and then that's the the business page as far as strictly business. You could buy. Um, IBC merch, things of that sort, and also that's the page I do the promo on every Thursday. Every Thursday is IBC Thursday has been for the last four or five years. So um, that page is um, at okay. um, Independent Boss Chicks with the S on the end. So, yep, and you can reach me on both platforms. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And yeah, you you mentioned that merch again. We're gonna get this website going for you because we, we need to get you a website so that they can buy your merch yeah. on the
0: website. Because when I'm hoping, so we, I get my merch, I my going little table <laughs> and I set up my merch, but I want for the ladies to be able to see what I really have. I have so many things under my right. little, little, you know, like just everything is pretty. I put it that way. So
1: I think that's amazing. I love what you're doing. Um, like I said, I think that you do an amazing job. I think you do an amazing job for women, but Ultimately, I think you do an amazing job for us and for our culture. Like, you know, coming into this, you run into you. You just run into a lot of scenarios where it's dog eat dog and nobody wants to work together. And it's just it's hard out here. You know, sometimes we make it harder for each other than, you know, than what the rest of the world. I agree. So I just think that like you've kind of been like that. I think you've been that find out there. Like that one person that, okay, you, like, you got to work with her yeah. because like you, you really good at what you do. Um, you work hard, like, you know, obviously you're a perfectionist, not perfect, right. but you a perfectionist yes. just, just the same way as I am. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I want all my stuff to be good too, but I think that you're somebody that's really awesome to work with. I'm glad that we had an opportunity to do this podcast. We're going to do so much more stuff together. Um, yeah. And yeah, thank you so much. So just kind of hang on and then we'll talk a little bit more kind of off of the, you know, off the record. Okay. (laughs)